Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, the Falcons are out on Lamar Jackson. And I will say I told you so. A very special guest will tell you all about how she feels about Quinn Snyder. And last but not least, and for the culture. Why can't we just have some fun? That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now i want to start off by saying thank you for making atl day ones your first listen of the day remember we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast make sure that you leave us a five-star review really appreciate that from you in advance today's episode of atl day one is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. But, you know, I know I said it's ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. However, that is not Tanitra Batiste. That is Maria Martin, the wonderful, the amazing 11 Alive anchor slash reporter slash I do it all and I'm talented <laughs> and I'm going to smile and look good on TV each and every time I'm doing it. You're the best. Uh, it's happy. International Women's Day, first off, I'm going to say that. And then, Maria, thank you for joining the show. Look, I am so happy to be here. I love Tanitra. She's my girl. I love every time you ask me to do it, too. I love being on the show. You guys are great. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, we got a lot to talk about. I talked yeah. about, you know, with the with the news of Lamar Jackson being franchise tag, with a non-exclusive fr- franchise tag, by the way, so many teams can give an offer for, for a certain amount or whatever, and then if – if the Ravens decide not to to agree to those terms, they you know that team has to give them two first round picks in order to get Lamar Jackson services. Now the Falcons have been rumored all in connection with that, but we got the report not too long after they uh, franchise tagged them, Maria. The fact that the Falcons are out on Lamar Jackson, and I think that was I thought it was very interesting that as soon as <laughs> that that happened, you start to see other teams along with the Falcons saying they are absolutely out on the out on Lamar Jackson. What were your kind of like your first thoughts when you heard the news that the Falcons weren't going to be involved in it? I don't know. I was a little surprised just because of how we saw what happened with Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson has more of a clean slate than Deshaun did. So why not go for this quarterback? And clearly the Falcons do need a quarterback, even though they do like Desmond Ritter. They have said that time and time again that they want to see him develop and grow. But there is going to have to be another quarterback. Now, is it going to be someone that you get in the draft or someone in free agency? For me, I would have loved to have Lamar in Atlanta. I think he makes so much sense for this city. Uh, He's a great quarterback. He's got plenty of years ahead of him, plenty of good years of football ahead of him. But right now, given the way that the Falcons are and how they've had to fight two years to get out of cap catastrophe, and now they're finally in a place where they can spend money in a lot of different areas, I just didn't think that it made a whole lot of sense for me in this moment. Um, And clearly it didn't make sense for the Falcons either. They can get a quarterback or they believe that they can get a quarterback in another way and also spend that 62 plus million dollars of cap space in other areas. For me, the Falcons have so many needs beyond the quarterback. So to use all of your resources to get Lamar didn't totally make sense. Um, Also, you know, it's funny because I am not sold that the Falcons are going to take a quarterback in the first round of this draft. I don't think a lot of people are. However, I do think that there are very good quarterbacks in this draft. And looking ahead, 
I think there's two that I that I am 100% in on, which would be Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I think they have tremendous yeah. upside and tremendous room to grow. Now, will they take a foul? Will they take a quarterback in the first round? I don't know, but I think initially I wasn't. I don't know. I guess I was kind of surprised just because they were all in on Deshaun at one point, or at least it was reported that they were to not be interested in Lamar at all. I think it's just, he's going to come at a really high price tag and that non-exclusive franchise tag really just opens up the discussion of the market is going to set the salary for Lamar and it's going to be hefty. The Falcons didn't want to give up that much money. I, I understand. Yeah, like I'm with, I'm with you on that. And I kind of want to take you back to like the end of the year press conference when I, I got, you know, I was out there and I asked him a couple, asked Terry a couple of questions. And I think this was what did it for me, which is which brought my note, my note, my non surprise as well. When, yeah. when I heard this report, it was when I asked him about the type of players that they like to draft and, and how do you kind of like figure out what that looks like and, yeah. and just and use that as a template to, you know, select different guys and unsolicited he brought up Desmond Ritter he was just like Desmond Ritter is our type guy he's the guy it was consistency every time we interacted with him he's the same exact way whether it be in the interviews on the field after after practice you know all of those things that that just and even at the NFL combine as well so all of those things kind of said to me like he's not necessarily saying that hey this is our QB one for the next 10 years sure. but he is saying you know what we want to see how this plays out, and, you know, and we want to know if we're right or not. Because, and that's the thing that kind of another another thing that really just kind of bothered me when people start trying to jump on the Lamar Jackson train is the fact that, like, they were like they were sold on this guy just last year. Like, yeah. like I understand he'll be played four games, and some people were like, ah, you know, he's okay, but. They they like what they saw in him in those four games, and they say and they want to see more. And I have no problem with that because that's the big picture, the big thirty thousand foot view for me is the fact that I like is the fact that they're using patience, they're exercising patience. Because yeah, can you trade for Lamar Jackson and and, and probably and potentially win the NFC South this year? Yeah, but are you gonna win a Super Bowl? Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I, think I so. Didn't, I, I didn't think that Lamar would fix all of your problems yeah. tomorrow. And especially yeah. when you look at long-term, like you said, I think that's a really good point. You know, would he be, he would be the best quarterback. I know Derek Carr is with the Saints now, but I think. Like, that's not even a question. He's, he would be the best. <laughs> no question. Absolutely. Yeah. He yeah. would be the best quarterback in the NFC South, but it doesn't fix your long-term issue that the Falcons do have. And you got to fix it in a lot of different areas of the field. Yes. Quarterback is one of them, but like you said, they're issuing patience. Problem is, uh, Patience doesn't really do well in the NFL, especially not with football fans. But, Indeed. Um, you know, I, I would also entertain the idea of a, a cheaper free agent quarterback. That way you get Desmond Ritter in with somebody who does have experience. He didn't have that. Marcus Mariota wasn't even around. So yeah. to have someone to learn from while he's growing, I mean, remember, he wasn't a six-round guy. I mean, this is a quarterback with tremendous upside. Let's see what he's got. Yeah, and, and then he got he has that experience, so he's not your typical rookie. You know, he got almost what fifty games in college, fifty starts in college. So when you Unlike think about Anthony Richardson, <laughs> that see, okay, so let's. I'm glad you brought that up. So let's talk about Anthony Richardson. So okay, I was a guy that was super out on Anthony Richardson when he played yeah. against Georgia, and they, I saw that game. I was just like. George is probably as close as you're possibly going to get to playing against NFL talent 
in, in college football world. Sure. You know, and that proves itself with back-to-back national championships and like 30 people being drafted in the first round and probably another five this year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. um, but I, I but as I look at him more, as I think about him more, and I kind of look at the skill set, and it's just like, man. I can understand why teams are going to jump on that bandwagon. That's why I feel like I would not be surprised, Maria. And I know you're a Florida alum, too, so I know that kind of hits home for you. I would not be surprised if this dude is, is gets drafted in the top five. I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, I saw a recent mock draft of him going to uh, the Raiders at seven, so right before the Falcons. It's not totally shocking, especially given how much hype has been around him ever since the combine happened in Indianapolis. And, look, he's – incredibly gifted he's naturally very athletic it's very obvious he had a tremendous combine which to be honest aside from bryce young who did not participate in those on-field drills he will in tuscaloosa i thought all of the quarterbacks really looked incredible and even since yeah. bennett surprised me in indy so um it, the it hype train is coming it's, it's, it's on it's on <laughs> anthony the biggest thing that concerns me is that he does not you said desmond Ritter has you know what over 50 games of of experience at Cincinnati. Anthony Richardson did not have that at all. Um, yeah. He's got half that and then half of that. Like he really doesn't have a lot of college experience when it comes to being a starting quarterback. That concerns me when it comes to going to the NFL and being expected to be a starter in your first round in your first year, if you're going to be that high of a first rounder. Uh, look, he's tre- tremendously athletic and gifted. His combine is measurable, but all those things you're you're sitting there like, wait, why have we not been paying attention to this guy? But I'm still, I'm very skeptical with Anthony. I still think there's a couple ahead of him that may pan out to be better. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, et cetera. I'm the type of guy, uh, Maria, that I like to believe what I see when it comes to this football thing. Like, yeah. I understand the whole measurables and the, and the 443 and 240-some-odd yeah. <laughs> pounds. Right. Like, like, man, turn on the tape. What did he do on the field? Like, that's right. that's what I'm going to judge off because I'm not that risky type of guy. I'm, some team is going to do it. I promise you. Some team is going to jump on that bandwagon. It happens every single year. Now, Coming up next, we're going to talk about Quinn Snyder. Maria's going to give me the juice. She's going to give me the skinny on what she thinks about this new head coach. But before we do that, we have to talk about FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. It is the number one sports book in America. You guys listen to the number one podcast in America, so why don't you do, do the same when it comes to you trying to win some money? Because guess what they got for all the new customers? They got the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 if you lose your first bet. So if you losing money betting on the Hawks to win on the road, they're losing. Five, they've lost out on the five game losing streak. We're gonna talk about that. But hey, I need you to go to FanDuel.com because they have all the information right there for you. You can bet on point scores and the money line. They got each and everything that you need. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. And also, so don't make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure. That you don't get your you get your first no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bet when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, speaking of the NBA, Maria, you know, Quinn Schneider, he, he debuted as the Hawks head coach on February 28th. A lot of people were kind of like, man, hold on, this dude gonna start coaching right now. So he's trying to get some of that eight million now. This dude came off of of a vacation, he was yeah. in what, Puerto Rico or Costa Rica or somewhere. Costa Rica, yeah. One of them Icas, yeah, he was in them, one of them Icas. <laughs> you know, having some some family time and everything like that. But this, 
I think one thing that I, I respect about Quinn Snyder is the fact that he was able to say, you know what, I'm a, I want to get a good look at this team right now. I want to see what I'm working with, and I, and not necessarily to to I want necessarily solo on, on go, them going on a run like they did, you know, back in 2021 when with Nate McMillan as, took over as the head coach. But I do like the fact that he's a guy that said, I want to get in here, I want to get a feel for these guys. And I don't know about you, but I kind of like what I've been seeing with his interactions with Trey, which we know is a very important relationship going forward for this team as 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 for in in the now and in for the future. But I want to get your thoughts on what you think about you know Quinn Snyder um, so far as as a head coach of this team. It's funny that you brought up the uh, the vacation thing because the dude was wearing board shorts at practice. His very first practice, seriously. I was like, get this man some shorts. Right. It was, it was the funniest thing. I was like, wow, he really was in Costa Rica. Um, right. No, but, you know, I do I do really like him so far. But, again, it's such a small sample size with a team that right. already had something going before he got there. Um, I do like that a lot of the players have said what he does right now is just kind of allows them to play and he's kind of more of a secondary figure at this point in time. He'll, I'm sure he'll infiltrate himself more as a coach Indeed. and more hands-on in the coming games. And, and as we get further down the season, there's not much left. Um, but I think it was smart for him to jump in and get acclimated to this team right now because this is the perfect time to do it. I mean, there is a lot of drama happening with the Hawks. Um, obviously, we wouldn't be talking about a new head coach if that were not the case. Uh, so to get in... And to figure out what's going on, to talk to the players, to to get with them one on one, and he's very much a relationship type guy. I got that vibe from him, and we spoke one on one, and then even talking to Kyle Korver, who's the assistant general manager for the Hawks now, who yeah. obviously played here in Atlanta. Everybody knows the story about Kyle, great guy, um, but he has played for him before, and he kept telling me, you know, I learned something new. This is what I took from our conversation that I thought was the best. He said, I learned something new every day with Quinn. And you know how hard that is to do in the NBA to learn something new every single day? He said he came to work every day and had something new for me. And I thought that that was really important because we haven't heard that from players in a while. Um, and even seriously, I was there the first time that he was doing shoot around as the new Hawks head coach. And mm -hmm. he was more involved, you know, normally we don't get to actually see the coach be with the players. They're usually gone at this point when they let the media in. He was sitting with every single player one-on-one -on -one. Even Trey, wow. pointing things out, going through different things with them. You know, I haven't seen that from someone in the three and a half years that I've been here, which isn't long, but it's enough of a sample size to get, what, three NBA coaches now? Yes. So, um, you know, I, I've been impressed so far. And everybody that talks about Quinn, he has a proven record at Utah, right? I mean, six out of the eight seasons, he made it to the NBA um, postseason and you want somebody like that the problem with the Hawks at least for me and this is just my opinion I guess is that when you talk about the Eastern Conference Finals run a couple of years ago they overachieved in that year yeah. right nobody expected yeah. them to be there so once you reach that point and you're in the Eastern Conference Finals and you're making it deep in the Eastern Conference Finals everyone starts to expect even more so it puts them in a rough position um they're there they have the pieces they have the roster it's just can Trey get along with Quinn can they learn from each other and can they work together and then how can you make the whole thing work around them as well this is one of the best backcourts in the league use it let's play defense let's figure it out hopefully Quinn's the guy to do it yeah I, th I think you said the key right there because you talk about the best backcourt with DeJounte Murray they have to fi figure this out and make this thing work because that's that's what I'm concerned about. I'm not really necessarily I'm not necessarily uh, concerned about John Collins and whether he's not he's going to be on the team. Yeah. I'm concerned about 
DeJounte Murray and Trey Young finding some synergy and Quinn Snyder being able to unlock those two guys on the court at the same time. Because when you think about giving up three first-round picks, that is a lot of compensation for a guy that's after next year, he's going to be a free agent. And when you think about the amount of money, I know I know Tony Ressler would tell anybody that was willing to listen that he wasn't making moves not to stay up under the, uh, the, um, um, the luxury tax, but that's what it looked like. Yeah. That's those were the optics. That's exactly what it looked like when they traded Kevin Herter away for some a bag of gumballs and some and some and some scotch tape. You know what I mean? It's like so so so. Those are some of the things that I feel like you know with this team and how this team is going to be built. Not only for the short term, but for the long term. That's what I'm kind of looking for. I'm looking for that long-term stability, just like the Falcons. I want long-term stability, man. I yeah. want to be able to have teams that to root for for a, a long period of time. And I think Quinn Snyder is the guy to do that. So as we move forward, as far I, mean, I thought you brought up a, a really good point about Kyle Corbett too, because you know, from according to you know Landry Fields, when in that introductory press conference, he said that, hey, soon as soon as the Landry Fields, the person who said I made the decision, he made it very emphatic about letting everybody know he made that decision so um when he said he made a decision he said Kyle immediately called Quinn Snyder on the phone and and, and said hey what you want to do and, and I I absolutely love that because I really feel like this organization need to be able to have make phone calls like that and be able to establish relationships with people and be able to you know and be respected around the league because you know Kyle is a guy who's respected in the locker room, Absolutely. around the league, and obviously, you know, the type of relationship that he had with Quinn Snyder for Quinn Snyder to pick up the phone. He's like, man, you forget that. I'm <laughs> waiting to the offseason so it can be a bidding war so I can really get this money. So I, I really appreciate what Quinn Snyder brings to the table because I think this is something that can eventually bring them to the point where, hey, we get some respectability around the league because Lord knows the whole athletic report and Sham Sharania and – Tony Wrestler going on the car wash on a Friday. You know, that was just it, – it was just a little awkward, Marie. <laughs> so I'm just, just going to keep, keep it like that. It was a little awkward. There's never a dull <laughs> moment right now with the Hawks. It's great entertainment. If you're not paying attention, you probably should. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's even more crazy behind the scenes. Because <laughs> you can tell how Maria's looking. There's some things that she can't say necessarily say that's written all over her face. And there's some things that I can't say either. And I got to throw it away as well. But yeah. we're going to continue to talk about, you know, uh, what, what, what you guys need to know right here on ATL Day Ones. And there is something that happened that was I thought was very interesting. And I really feel like sometimes – Companies just need to just relax and let people have fun. Before we talk about that, though, we got to talk about Built Bar. How about this? You're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat in the carrots? Go try a Built Bar. I don't know about you guys, but I've been getting skinny around this thing. I'm starting to shape up. I'm about to start walking around with my shirt off. You look and, great. You know, <laughs> I appreciate that, Maria. You know what I'm saying? I've been eating these Built Bars because I know a lot of times I get, I'm in a rush. Can't get anything to eat. I don't got time to make something. I go grab me a built bar because it is exactly it's quick and it has 130 calories, four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's what you want when you need something quick before you go hit that iron. Cause I know I got to get it in, so I need a little energy in my life. They even got what kind of flavors they got, Jarvis? I got hold on, I got you. How about this? They got the flavors like churro, which is amazing, by the way. 
peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. If you don't like coconut, but you love almonds, you can barely taste it. So go and check those people out. Now, now you don't want to wait around to get a box. Here's what you need to do. For years, we've been talking about ordering the Built Bars at Built.com, right? You can still get your Built Bars at Built.com. However, but if you want them doggone, go pick them up. You want to feel it. You want to go to a box store, Walmart or Sam's Club. They got everything right there for you. So head to your nearest Walmart today and go find yourself a good, nice, tasty uh, Built Bar. But, but folks, this is Locked On Sports Atlanta. And I want to thank you for making that first listen. How about you make your second listen? Locked on sports today. They have all the news and good things right there waiting for you with the take of the day. And you can find it wherever you find this podcast. But Maria, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell I want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on this show. You know, today is no different. So there's a man by the name of Andrew Perloff. Andrew Perloff. Andrew Perloff is a host for CBS Sports Radio, and he talked about his love for peanut butter on the airways, Maria. And then, you know, his his co-host, which goes by the name of Maggie Gray. Maggie Gray said, "Hey, you know, how can you eat? How fast can you eat? Or how much do you like to eat it?" And he said, "I can eat a whole jar of peanut butter on the show." <laughs> so they were building this thing up. You know how radio bits are. They get building it up. They saying, "Okay, on tomorrow's show." We're going to eat a jar of peanut butter. And then tomorrow came. They started doing the show and everything. Then next thing you know, they got a letter from corporate saying, uh, hey, this has to be approved first. Like, wait a minute. Like, what has to be approved? So I'm thinking, somebody saying they love peanut butter. Obviously, they don't have any allergies, Maria. But, like, it, it, it's, is this going a little bit too far with the whole making sure we're being safe, making sure we don't have to worry about any lawsuits, or do you think the company has a point by, you know, making sure to get approved first? So, like, here's the thing. I didn't know if I was going to break it to you now or when you were texting me about this. I am allergic to peanut butter. Oh, wow. So oh. I can't even. I, don't even, I literally don't even know. I've wow. never even tried it. But I think, really? Yeah, I can't. Wow, of course. Yeah, but, yeah. but I will say, like, I think I understand it's kind of dangerous, right? Like, you can choke on it. Yeah, I, I mean, but he knows he's not allergic to it because he said he uses it all the time, right? Right. I guess, I don't know. In their mind, it's like, okay, if he's speed eating peanut butter, have you ever done that? I don't know. No. Like, I can imagine that would be very difficult. <laughs> it wouldn't be, like, a hazard, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about hazard. Like, could, I mean, could... It'd be hard to choke, like right? you have some. As long as you have some water, but I mean, they eventually let him do it. But I just think that the fact that you know it's something that. Well, let me ask you this: Like, what's your favorite food? What's your what's your go to? That's impossible. I love food. I don't know. I just ate a public sub, so I love public subs. So could you like eat like three public subs within an hour or so? If there was like money involved, I would be doing anything humanly possible to eat three public subs in an hour. Okay, I would make it work. Right. So I, I mean, I feel like you don't have anything to worry about because you know, you know your capabilities, you know your right. limitations. Like, you know, it's not like you're saying, "Hey, I'm gonna eat sixty hot dogs." Like, right, no, right, I don't right. want no hot dogs like that. That's I don't like fair. hot dogs like that. If it was like a hot dog competition, I could see corporate being like, "All right, hold on." Like, I yeah. don't know about this. It's like, people who do this professionally. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's so why I'll never understand, but you know, um, yeah, I got. I don't know. I feel like it's a little like just let him eat the peanut butter. It's not a big deal. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, loosen up a little bit. How about this? Loosen up. But yeah, so 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 okay. Here's the thing. Now, yeah. I like to scam Twitter a lot. You know, especially when I'm doing the do. preparation and everything. We all do that. And I came across a tweet. Now, now I know you're gonna give me the real on this one. Now, Maria, I came across a tweet that said, yeah. and you said uh, to the fact. I'm gonna, of course, I'm gonna say it verbatim. Okay. That Atlanta might just be in the conversations mm-hmm. to get a professional NHL team. Is yeah. It, what? Yeah. So about it was Friday night, and okay. also by the way, if you put NHL in your headline, you're gonna get mad traffic because everyone is so hungry for any kind of conversation with the NHL. It's unbelievable. Um, the way that this has taken off over the weekend is just mind-blowing to me. It's really exciting. As a diehard hockey fan, I'm pumped about it. Um, that doesn't mean that there's a guaranteed NHL team. So rewind. On Friday, John Bucci-Gross, um tweeted out a picture of Atlanta and just said, I don't even remember exactly what it said. It's something about like NHL's coming to Atlanta. And then he set out Verona. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, uh-huh. where it's coming from? Right. So I start digging around and I know people in the hockey circle here, which is very, very small now that two teams have failed here. Um, Mm, So I I start texting around and saying, hey, is there any truth to this? Is there any validity to this at all? And if so, what can I put out there? They were like, yes. And everything I tweeted, I was screenshotting and sending it to the person I was texting. And he just kept saying, green light, green light, green light, send it, send it, send it. So yeah, there is um, there, there is conversation to bring the NHL back here to Atlanta, um, for sure. I can de- definitively say that. Uh, does that mean it's 100%? No, it's not. And I think that that's where the disconnect is with fans right now. They saw Bucci Gross's tweet and thought, okay, it's definitely coming back here 100%. But what I was told was it's closer to 70, which is still very high. That's very um, high, yes. Very, very high. And uh, the NHL has apparently asked about some land in Alpharetta and tomorrow while on what day of the week is it? on Thursday yes, yes. the Alpharetta mayor will be giving his um, state of the city address and so we're actually going to be there because at this point I'm sure he's going to have to talk about potentially hockey being in Alpharetta um, I think for the NHL and not to speak for them but just kind of what I've heard from different people is that in their minds if they can build something like the battery and mimic what the braves did leaving the south of the city and building something something like it the the team would be a lot better and yes i understand the ownership was the reason that it failed two times here in the city but i think if you were to give the team to the right person put it in the right scenario it would thrive here it would thrive here and I, i would love to see hockey back um it's there's going to be a lot of hurdles to be jumped before it can get back, but I I don't see a reason why they wouldn't give the city another try if it's the right ownership, the right scenario, building something battery esque. I think it's great. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, because anything in Atlanta would be successful, right? Because it's just we have a lot of people here and they have yeah. a lot of different interests, and I think that would be really cool. Florida Panthers and a lot of yeah, I'm a diehard Panthers fan for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you knew that. Diehard Panthers fan. I wore my Panthers hat like the day after I was tweeting all that I'm stuff. And I'm just trying to like manifest a team coming yes. back here. Yes. Um, it'd be so great, you know, and I, I'm excited to see people really happy about it. And there's this is such a transplant city. And that's why I think hockey yeah. would do really well, given the right scenario and, um, you know, putting it in a place where there's other things for fans to do. 
just like the battery. I mean, look what the Braves did. They had the second highest attendance in baseball and they're thriving at the battery. It's a great place to go watch a game. And I think if you can get, you know, the right team here, there's a lot of people really excited about it. And I do know that there's people, I don't, I don't know anything to be totally honest. I don't know anything about what the construction of the new ownership group would look like, but I know that there are people very interested in bringing it here and doing everything they can in their power to make it happen. So yes, the NHL did acquire about some land in Alpharetta and that's kind of what started the buzz. I think was people heard that. And then it was like, why is the NHL acquiring about land? You know, it just kind of went crazy, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, from what I was told too, I can give you this as well. A lot of people were asking me, is it expansion or, or is it relocation? And from what I understand, both are on the table. So you know, if it was expansion, they would likely have to add another team. People right. have mentioned Houston um, and the NHL has been known to expand in the past. And so to me, uh, a lot of people are like, oh, it is not a hockey city. Well, Nashville sure as heck what wasn't either. And the Preds are, no. it's a hockey they town. They figured now. it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would love to see it back here. I mean, then that would complete the pro sports circle for me. You know, we've got everything else here from soccer, baseball, NBA, WNBA, NFL. You get NHL here. I mean, the city would... God, it would thrive. It would be so great. Yeah, I would love to learn a new sport because I remember when Atlanta Thrashers were, you know, they were doing their thing. And my brother had gone through his uh, his company. He, had, he was telling me about it. He was like, man, you got to get to a game. You got to get yeah. to a game. I was like, cool, let's do it. And as soon as I said that, Atlanta Spirit Group happened. <clears throat> so you know yeah. you met at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little late to the party, but yeah, for sure. If it ends up being Alpharetta, now that's a haul for me coming from where I'm coming from. But yeah. I will make my way out there if they are able to make that happen. Uh, Maria, man, this show went by so fast. It's always going by fast. Seriously, I, I really appreciate really you for, uh, for coming on with us and uh, rocking with us on International Women's Day. Really appreciate you uh, for that. Um, we also appreciate you for checking out ATL Day Ones and making it your first listen of the day. Why don't you stop by Locked On Sports today? And make it your second listen. You can find it wherever you find this podcast. And Maria, I like to do this, you know, each and every day of the show. And I make sure, you know, and you can partake as well. Guys, if you don't do anything else for the rest of the day, I want to make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. I love Peace. that.